Hey, everybody, the Cross the Palmcast with Dave and Abby. Uh, so it's a new year now, so we are first episode of 2019. Woo. We're gonna celebrate our two year anniversary in March of this year, so we've been doing it for almost two years now. Pretty, oh wow, yeah, I know. Doesn't feel like it. It doesn't, but this is episode thirty-seven. So I mean, it's pretty good. So we probably get at least one more. At least we'll probably get at least two, three more. In, well, let's see. We do over two weeks. So March is still six weeks away. So we'll get three more. We'll, we'll be up. To, we should be up to episode forty by our anniversary. It's pretty good. Oh yeah, that'll be nice. Yeah, so twenty episodes a year. That's not bad. Could be worse. Yeah. I think bi-weekly is nice meter, though, for busy lives, you know? Like, yeah, I agree. Especially when we, live, we live in different time zones. It makes it kind of a nightmare for time-wise, but we make it, it does, work. It really does. It's very rare that we both have a day off that's the same day. Yes, at the same time. That's a day yeah. issue. Yeah. So uh, today is your episode day, so... All right, I guess it is. So um, today... I'm going to be asking Dave and everybody. So, have you read any good books lately? I did, actually. I read a Christmas book called Christmas by Accident. And, <laughs> yes. So, obviously, it's a Christmas book, Christmas stories. They're kind of sweet and corny, you know, granted. But I love the way it made me feel. So, why not? And uh, so the premise basically what – I'm going to spoil the premise. But, like, it's very much like a Hallmark movie. Hallmark movie in a book. You have your two character, two characters, and they, something happens, and they bond, and they bond, stuff like that. But I will say, the author who did a great job of just making the reading really entertaining, but he also threw in a ton of popular culture references, which was fantastic. So that I, I, I read, I actually got it. Like I was like, oh my gosh, this is funny. I get it. What they're referencing to. So like, yes, corny, yes, predictable. Well, actually. Mostly predictable, but the very the ending you didn't really see the ending coming. You saw the I mean the very ending how it ends up. You got you figured it out, but like the way it got there was unique. So that was something, but it was just you know he was an author was a very good writer and it's just very cute and it made me feel warm and fuzzy. So that's what I that's mostly what I read is warm fuzzy books. You will not see me reading like a act like a thriller book. I won't do. It. I won't touch it. Oh gosh, it's not even gonna well, happen. Never just gonna. Wait till you hear what I've been reading. You're not gonna enjoy. Most of them, I think. That's really nice. It's it's really unique, I feel, that they put in, like, pop culture references and such. I mean, I don't know. I mean, maybe it is. I I don't really read a whole lot of fiction to know. But, I mean, what I haven't read, yeah, it's pretty unique that they did that. And did it, and did it in a way that, like, you could tell. So, like, the story the story was set in modern times. So, like, you see the characters actually getting these, you know, it would make sense. The characters make these references. So, they weren't, they weren't like, references that wouldn't make sense to the story. They made sense to it, and it was funny. And you know, as a millennial, as we are so called to- being told we are, like it really made sense to me as a millennial. But either way, um, really good book, really cute. I finished it. I was like, oh my god, warm and fuzzy feeling. I'm like, yes, this is why I like Christmas and you know, read entertainment in general. That's happy because you know, it makes me happy. I also have two more Christmas books here that I have to read yet. I don't know what they're about yet. Well, actually, one's called Pride and Prejudice and Mistletoe. So it's just, oh, goodness. I know. It sounds, but the author, I've read the author before. She wrote a book about um, Alex, Alexander Hamilton and Eliza. I never, yeah. um, 
Is that Alex and Eliza? Yes. That one? Okay, I've read that one. It's the same author, so I expect that it should, it should be good because I know she's a good author. Whether or not it's kind of a runoff of a classic literature book, but you know, I think it'll it'll play out. And I have another book called Family and Other Disaster, which is kind of like a dramedy book about, you know, family stuff. So, you know, I get some variety, but they're mostly happy books. I don't read sad books because I don't want to feel sad. Because what's the point of that? Yeah, I mean, you're more of a nonfiction kind of guy anyway, aren't you? I know. I haven't been lately. I've been reading mostly fiction lately. Wow. Yeah. Because, like, honestly, I did I did read uh, – it, it, uh, it was called Historians on Hamilton – it was a set of letters by historians about Hamilton analyzing it from like a historical aspect. Really, really good. And it kind of really opened my eyes. Kind of like, you know, while the play is amazing, the play does have serious flaws. I mean, not serious, but it does have flaws in it. Um, so, like, for instance, one of, the, one of the people posited that, like, you know, so Lynn Manuel Miranda wanted to make wanted to make history accessible to people who are minorities. So he, he cast Latina, uh, Latino, well, Latino people and African Americans in roles of historical white men. And while, yes, that makes it accessible to people, for minority people who are watching the play, there's two issues you get to realize. Most people who see the play are probably going to be wealthy white, wealthy white people because other people can afford to go see it. Sure, and then right. two, by there are no characters in the play who are actually Af- or actual minorities. So like while their slaves existed in this time period and they were very much a part of the historical fabric of the time, by casting, Afri- by casting minorities in these white person's roles – you basically kind of ignore the fact that there were actual minorities in the story that were just in the back that were in the background, but they were still a major part as being slave slave slaves. So um that's a couple of the things that it, there's a lot more in that in the play in, in the book, but this is really fascinating. Kind of it kind of like I still love the play, obviously. Martin Miranda is a genius. Um, but again, like most things, it has flaws. And it was interesting to kind of see those played out in a logical and Enter, you know, and entertaining. It's very ent- entertaining read. Much as it might not sound like it is, it was a very entertaining read. Well, I mean, I am a huge advocate for reading anything that you can get your hands on. I mean, I know you like the warm, fuzzy fiction, but I don't know. That doesn't really always appeal to me. No, I get it. It's not for everybody. I mean, Hallmark movies don't actually happen in real life, so... They're for my sister. Well, that's one in a million, then. Yeah, yeah, it is. Well, uh, a couple co-workers also have pretty decent Hallmark stories, too, I think, actually. So, really, it happens for people, just not for me or you, apparently. Not for me, either. Yeah, so it happens for everybody else, just not us. Yeah, I I live in a, a tragic comedy horror film. Well, you know, everything has to have a story. True, true. Speaking of, all right, so I have read or am in the middle of reading seven books this year. Yes, this year, all two weeks of this year. Um, And they've all been phenomenal in different ways. So um, I'm currently working at a bookstore. And it's one of the best things to ever happen to me because I have bookish coworkers who lend me books that they think I would really like. Um, and I'm also surrounded by books all the time. So I can just pick up 
you know, something and take it home with me. I'm buying it, of course, purchasing it. I mean, so um, I also buy them at least, though. It's nice for me. I have to buy the book. Yeah. I still use my local library, though, here. I have a couple yeah. books there at the moment. Um, so, so far, I've read Educated by Tara Westover. Mm, heard about that one. Phenomenal. It's a biography, which is not my usual, but it's so, so interesting. Um, and the title really says it all. She grew up in a very um, strict Mormon family and didn't really have an education. Mm. She didn't have a birth certificate until she was old, older. Because wow. um, um, most of her family's births were home births. They didn't believe in hospitals. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it was fascinating to see how her journey unfolded, how she got herself an education. That'd be interesting because if you don't, if you're not registered for birth, you don't have social security numbers. So you don't actually exist to the U.S. government. So how would you go? You wouldn't be able to go to school because you wouldn't have any record of you actually existing. Huh. Interesting. Uh oh. I think I lost you. Oops. Technical, technical difficulties there, but we're back. So back to um, the book you were reading. So like I was saying before, um, it's interesting because if, you, if she is not, does not have a birth certificate, she doesn't have a social security number, which means she doesn't actually exist to the government. So it'd be interesting to see how she didn't go to school because she wouldn't be a real person, technically, according to the government. Yeah, her mom had to file to get her uh, birth certificate, and apparently it was quite um, an issue um, because, of course, even for the date of her specific birth, it was probably written down in, like, the family, you know, Bible type of thing. Mm -hmm. The family would have kept their own, like, records, but not official records right yeah so it was quite difficult and she does talk about it in the book oh. but she had several siblings that were also like that interesting they don't, i mean to go to college even to do anything to get a driver's license to have a social security number to be, be a real person that's, way, that's how they identify yeah. us so i'm actually yeah. interested to know we're coming and that was more important so that's, the days of abomination or something like that, sorry. Um, so Social Security now has only been around for the last century. So before that, I wonder how it worked to identify as a real person. I don't know about that one. I have no idea. I don't either. Documentation is not really my specialty unless it's illuminated. Manuscripts. Yeah. I mean, we, don't, we don't have those here. Not so much, sorry. Oh, yeah. I'm where I'm supposed to be with that for the most part. Yeah. Uh, maybe a little north of the wall for that. Um, so then I moved on to one of my bookshop's books of the month. Um, and it's called Star of the North by D.B. John. And it is kind of a spy thriller type of thing. It's a political thriller more than anything else. And then, again, not my usual, but I figured, all right, new year, let's go out of the box on reading. Um, and it turned out really, really well. Like, it's about North Korea and some of the insanity that goes on there. Okay. Yeah, but I enjoyed it on the whole. And then I read The Hours by Michael Cunningham. 
and that is the best book I've read in a really long time. It is so incredible. It takes the lives of three women, one of them being Virginia Woolf, um, and it kind of ties them together. It emphasizes things that they have in common and how they are connected, even though they are completely separate people. Um, and it was really, really well written and moving and evocative. Hmm. There was a movie several years ago called The Hours. It may have been about that because I think they did make a movie of it. Okay. It's really sad. You wouldn't like it. Yeah, well, I probably won't read it then. Yeah, but I mean, I still I think everybody should read it, especially if you like Virginia Woolf. Never, never, never read her. Ugh. You need to read more. Yeah. Um, so then I read Once Upon a River by Diane Setterfield, which is more my usual. It's more fiction. Um, and it was really good as well. It's all about a little inn by the Thames um, and how people just kind of gather there and tell stories. And then one day something very strange happens and the inn becomes the center point of this story. Hmm. That one's quite happy. Is it? Yeah, it's more, I, mean, I don't want to call it fluff, but it's it's more happy. It's more like, it feels like you're in a story, like an adventure, fairy tale type story. Okay. Um, and then I am still kind of reading through the pocket Rumi, because of course I'm a poet. I love poetry, and Rumi is... It's fantastic. Yeah, inspirational. I, I do love Rumi. Yes, I have read him quite frequently, actually. Yeah. And now, currently, I've been in the middle of House of Leaves by Mark Z. Danielewski. That's how you pronounce it. For a while, because it is a very challenging book. Um, so basically, it's about this guy who finds a manuscript that's all about this film that never existed hmm. um, but it's a critical like manuscript all about it and so some strange circumstances lead to this guy finding this um, and so he tells a bit of his story and the guy who wrote the manuscript story as well but the main body of the text is the manuscript and all of his things are in the footnotes. And then there are some footnotes by the guy who wrote the manuscript as well as the editor's footnotes. Wow. Um, and I've just gotten to the point where the text starts to go around, like the marginal text goes around the main block of text. Oh. So my head hurts. Oh, geez. Interesting. I'm about halfway through and I'm just, I feel like I'm drowning. Um, so that's kind of one that I'm taking it slow on because I really want to enjoy it and like not lose my mind. It's always um, nice. Yeah. So I'm reading another one of my bookshop's books of the month in the meantime, and that's called Old Baggage by Lisa Evans. And it's about an old suffragette. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's got a lot of fun, like vocabulary in it, like Liberty gibbet. Flip pretty gibbet, not like that. Yeah. Bring that back. 
Yeah, I, that's what I said. So I'm enjoying it. But that's that's me up to right now. Okay. I've lost like 20 books. I need. I have on like I have on like a pending hold at work right now that I need to get through. So like, so we'll get through those as I read. But I'm a I'm a slow reader, so you know, I'll get there eventually. But yeah, you will. Just enjoy it. I mean, I am enjoying the Christmas books. They are usually pretty. Oh, right I got finished Christmas books. I can't read Christmas books when it's not snowing outside. So. Oh well, then there you go. Perfect time. Yeah, exactly. If I make it through tomorrow, if I make it through tomorrow's storm, it's a question. <laughs> I'm sure you'll be fine. Um. Yeah. But yeah. So let us know in the comments what you guys are reading. We'd love to know. Yeah, please uh, do. Feel free to recommend books. I am always looking for book recommendations, and honestly, I'll just pick it up and read it. Yeah, um, there's probably a lot of good books out there. Honestly, I think so. I ordered some books for the library, and just with all the books I go through and see, I'm like, these are some awesome, really good. But you can't read all. I mean, it's impossible to read all these books. It's just you don't have the time to do it. So it's kind of you know, it's kind of in a way overwhelming to think of how much good content is out there, and you just can't possibly read it all in a lifetime. So true, but there's, I mean. There are ways of finding what you like and reading as much of that as possible. Oh yeah, absolutely. And occasionally you're reading stuff like you know Harry Potter. That's worth yeah. a, that's worth a reread every few years. I agree completely. Yes, yes, yes. Um, so this one's kind of a short episode because, like you know, I how long, how long can talk about book books? I guess I don't know. I, I can talk I, about books forever, but. I mean, a short episode every now and then is quite refreshing. Yeah, you know what? I'll be honest with you. Like my, I listen to a podcast. My sweet spot was like, was like 30, thirty minutes an episode. I said the perfect sweet spot for time for episode like 30, 30, 35 minutes. I don't know because that way you go listen to a bunch in a, in a quick span. I suppose like once like over like an over like over an hour. It's like this is interesting, but like I yeah. you know it is what it is. Although I will throw in there, I started listening to this new podcast, and this is not really the books, but still. It's called Punch Up the Jam, and they're two musicians who host the show. And essentially what they do is they basically take a take a favorite song of ours and they'll actually analyze the lyrics, like a actual like, like a poem, essentially. And talk about how these lyrics don't make sense or whatever. And then at the very end of it, they actually re re sing rewrite the song. It's fantastic. It's super funny. Um, I'm really enjoying it. I'm like, you know, because it's you know honestly music 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 songs are just poetry except the music that's all it really is right so I mean in a way like this and this kind of podcast kind of taking it taking it that way kind of making actually sit down and listen to what the lyrics actually mean because a lot of times you listen to the song like, the songs you know it might not make any sense but the beat sounds great so you listen to it you know what the song's actually saying sometimes so like it's yeah. you know it's kind of it's interesting it's, it's worth a listen um, that's know. a good idea. I mean, honestly, I think I will actually have to take a listen to that. The podcasts I've been listening to are all true crime pro podcasts at I, the moment. I figured. Um, yeah, like Up and Vanished is the one that I've just stormed through over Christmas, and it's fascinating. Yeah, but my, you wouldn't like it. It's not. It's 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 not very nice. Mine are mostly history, fun fact, and sports. That's my. Those are my genres of choice. I don't have any true. Although I do listen to lore, which is not really true crime, but it can get kind of dark. So give me give me yeah. that much at least. I do listen to something kind of dark and 
dismal on occasion. It's good to know. Mm-hmm. Okay, right, so you can find us on all the social medias. You can find us on Twitter at Cross Podcast, Facebook at It's Across the Podcast, and you can email us at It's Across the Podcast at gmail.com. We are available on all your so all your podcasting network things. You can listen to us on any device, whether you have an Android, iPhone, PC, Mac, tablet. We're there somewhere um, to find us, to listen to us, and recommend us to your friends. And please, 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 please do email us. We like to get some emails. I haven't had an email in a long time, and it kind of gets lonely out here in the internet without getting any kind of contact. Um, and also, too, if you're so, if you're so bold as to you know give us a review. We only have one right now, which I'm very appreciative to that one. Um, but best to have more love. So please, if you have, if you think about it, please send us some love. Um, so for Dave and Abby, have a great day, guys. Cheerio.